besides that, do you have any questions for me? Um, do you even know who I am? <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> that is Tom Gathman, a.k.a. Jabba, a.k.a. The Real Hiking Viking. Welcome to Mountain Meister. It's the podcast that explores the minds of those who explore. I'm your host, Ben Shank. Today's episode was originally released in January of this year, and it's a crowd favorite, so we're throwing it back. Tom is a super likable dude. He's down to earth, and he's accomplishing things that are out of this world. We recorded this interview while he was southbound on a winter through hike of the Appalachian Trail. Today, he's northbound on the Pacific Crest Trail. More from Tom coming up right after we thank a sponsor of ours. It's Big Agnes, who has your sleeping needs covered, no matter your size. Yes, they have kids' sleeping bags, women's specific sleeping bags, extra wide bags for those of larger stature, and even double wide bags for couples. How much fun does that sound? For 20% off of any of these, head over to BigAgnes.com. Use the code MEISTER at checkout. And without further ado, here's The Real Hiking Viking. I've been researching you for the past three hours. Okay, cool. What'd yeah. you turn up? <laughs> what? Not, well, the GQ article. Definitely. Oh, boy. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I, I actually do want to talk about that a little bit. All right. Well, that's cool, I guess. That's, well, some, that's some interesting clickbait. Um, right? Yeah. That's exactly what I wanted to ask you about. Yeah. Uh, that was like, I mean, we can wait let's, or I can just let's hit just, it right now. Let's just start right now. I might even add this into the interview. Sure, man. Well, so... <laughs> so a buddy of mine who is just starting is like, he's just getting in like freelance photography on a professional level. I had just got back from Colorado after, you know, 35, 3,700 miles of hiking, uh, on the year last year, uh, at least by October anyways. And he's like, dude, I got this uh, idea. I want to pitch to GQ. I've been working with them. Um, I think it'd be great. And I was like, yeah, why not? Like, who cares? I don't really know that they're my, quite my, or I'm their demographic or vice versa, but that can't hurt. Can it? <laughs> so, uh, so it, it kind of worked out that he had been working with a writer that also, also was in his area, uh, in state college, Pennsylvania. Um, and I was able to do a little photo shoot with him in, in Roth Rock state park, um, which is outside of State College, Pennsylvania. And she lived in State College as well. And then I was able to do the interview with her. And she and I uh, like hit it off great. Like the, the interview was awesome. We had a good three hours of, of uh, conversation. She wrote a nice article and I read it before she submitted it. And then the editor just chopped it up. Oh my God. You know? it's, <laughs> and like, it's not very long. Oh no, it's nothing. And and when it when it hit, like the article the headline said, find out why this professional hiker wants you to quit your jobs. And I was like, I never said that. It's even worse than that. I'm looking at it right now. Oh, this God. real life professional hiker oh, says we should all quit our jobs. And this is a huge problem in the media, I think. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. This this huge. clickbait. Like, huge. And I was just like, Well, that sucks. You yeah. know, like like that does not encompass at all what I'm trying to do. And it does not encompass all at all what I'm trying to do in terms of inspiring people. Um, it, it, you know, that I was disappointed. I guess I shouldn't say shocked, but I guess I was disappointed. Um, you know, it was what it was. I, I should have, you know, I'm pretty new uh, to all of this. And I'm, yeah. I'm a gumshoe in terms of how long I've been doing this. I've managed to squeeze and slam a ton of hiking into 
you know, not even three years yet. Mar- March of right. 2013, it'll be, it'll hit the three year mark that I've been doing this. Um, so it's, I'm, I'm, I'm fairly, uh, I guess, amateur when it comes to many things, but you but know, how is, how is this even allowed? It's, I guess it's not slander, but it seems close, doesn't it's, it? It's definitely taking anything I said completely out of context and putting words right into my mouth. Right. You know? Right. So uh, I don't know if that, you know, if I really, really cared, if it was, if I had like millions of dollars on the line, you know, maybe, <laughs> maybe I had an attorney that could be like, oh, all right, we're going after this, but I don't care, man. My yeah. life is so simple that, that like, that's just me. It's, uh, yeah, it's trivial. It's, it's nothing, you yeah. know, people that really follow me know what's going on and, 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 you know, I, I think it all comes out w- with what I, you know, put out there. Absolutely. And I've enjoyed following it. At the real hiking Viking is your Instagram handle. Yeah. Uh, all right. So let's just, where, where are you right now as we speak? You're on a southbound. I guess I, I normally provide some sort of introduction before the show. I guess I'll sure. say your nickname sure. is the real hiking Viking. Your name is Tom Gathman. That's actually um, not true. My name is Tom Gathman. My nickname is... My trail name is actually Jabba, as in the hut, as in two Bs and the second one is silent. But uh, so so after I hiked the AT in 2013 northbound, I decided, you know, this is it. This is like this is a passion. I want to do this. I want to figure it out. I want to I want to I want to share. I shared my hike with you know, my friends and family on my personal Facebook page and halfway through my hike, I, I, I actually knew that I wanted to continue doing this. And I actually took a, a week off in Pennsylvania and went back to my house in state college, Pennsylvania and p- took everything I owned, gave a, most of it away, put the rest in storage. And I have, I essentially not even looked in that storage unit ever since that day. With the exception, with one or two exceptions of trying to find like a very important legal document, <laughs> but uh, um, so yeah, I I mean, so after that, I I was sitting at my sister's house visiting with her and her her kids and husband, um, and which is outside of Philadelphia, and she was like, Tom, like you know, what you're doing is obviously inspiring your friends and family, and people loved following it. She's like, you gotta have a blog, and I was like. I don't know if that's something I'm really interested in. She's like, yeah, but what if you could like get sponsors and like figure out how to make a living off of this? And I was like, well, now you're kind of speaking my language. Like I would love to, you know, figure that out. I guess that makes sense. And, and I hadn't been on real Instagram and I hadn't had a, like a page on Facebook or, or, a, or a blog or anything. So she's like, she's like, well, what are you going to call it? And I, and I had been growing this majestic beard since day one on the AT. I essentially started the AT with no hair, you know, barely a five o'clock shadow. And, and I had been, you know, I was in the Marine Corps before, so I was usually, you know, <laughs> uh-huh. spick and span, you know, <laughs> fresh, fresh haircut, all that kind of stuff. Um, so I was, I had this nice beard going and I was, and, I, and in the Marine Corps, you know, we call ourselves warriors. Um, in the army, they call themselves soldiers. We, you know, a lot of people don't don't realize that we're not soldiers. We are we, we're warriors, and mm-hmm. we have a warrior ethos. And while I've never actually checked to see if I have any true Viking blood in my body, um, you know, part of my family comes from Ireland, and there, there's a lot of 
um, Irish uh, people that have descendants from Viking Viking mm-hmm. uh, blood. So there's a, there's a chance. I just I have no claim valid claim that yes I do. But but so the beard, the warrior mentality in the Marine Corps. I I, I sat there for about five minutes thinking about a thinking about a blog name, and I was like, there the, it is. the hiking Viking. And pretty much that was that. So and I are went you, with are it. You, have you become knowledgeable about Vikings since you gave yourself that nickname or that, that blog name? You know, I've been too busy hiking <laughs> to do any <laughs> well, research here, on it. Here you go. Did you know that according to History.com, Vikings never wore horned helmets? Yeah, I did know you that. Did know that. I, <laughs> I do know that. I am very aware of that. But it, is, it is pretty badass. <laughs> right. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's, a, it's an intimidating look. So I'll, I'll just go ahead and pretend that for the sake of my little tiny icon on Instagram, that it's pretty cool. <laughs> I was wondering how much of your success, I mean, it seems like you've been successful at picking up sponsors and and being written about, at least in that GQ article. Gosh. Um, but how, <laughs> how much of your success is due to you having this incredible beard? <laughs> um, I think the beard coupled with the the blog name which I, to me i i didn't know what was gonna come of all of it you know i just i i think that it's a trifecta the beard mm-hmm. the blog name and then I, I know that i've got a pretty you have uh, a very authentic personality <laughs> i i'm aware of of some authenticity that happens within the you know just the, the person i am um so i think the the combination of three of those things uh definitely helps um propel it into uh at least it, it's helpful. It helps quite yeah. a bit. <laughs> um, so I guess let's let's learn a little bit more. You were talking about your um, your service in the Marines. Uh-huh. I just want to learn a little bit more about who you were before the hiking Viking. Uh, so sure. what exactly did you do in the Marines? Uh, my first uh, – I did four years of active duty between 2006 and 2010. Um, dis- or I almost said dishonorable. Honorable discharge. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, and uh, I, my first two years in service, uh, I did a tour in Iraq um, with a, an infantry company um, in a in a fire team unit. Um, and my second tour, I operated in a scout sniper team, a four man element within a uh, larger uh, platoon. Huh. And and how was that? How did you in- enjoy it? How do you reflect on it? I had very positive experiences uh, both tours and throughout my four years in in service. And I had joined – I actually joined at age 23, um, enlisted, uh, with the idea that I was going to do a full 20 years. I was kind of um, immature and had a lot of misplaced energy uh, prior to the service uh, with uh, an attempt at, at college that floundered in uh, – Oh, I don't know. I just, I, I was never meant to be a student. I don't know. I just, it just never, it was never a passion of mine. And I just didn't give it the time of day, at least my first time through. Um, and, uh, but yeah, I had a great, a great experience, forged a lot of really, really awesome bonds with a lot of great guys. Um, obviously came back with all my fingers and toes, uh, after seeing a little bit of combat and, and yeah, but it was, du- it was during my second tour that I realized I, th- you know, that, that my four years was coming up and I was either, I was set to either reenlist or get out. And I realized that I had more to do, um, in this life that, that's 
that was outside of the military. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what that was, but I, I knew there were opportunities and possibilities that I needed to seek out and find out um, for myself. And, and how did you transition from this from military service to through hiker? So uh, there was actually a period, um, a two and a, oh, let's see here. I got out in January of 2010 and I immediately within like, I don't know, 10 days or something like that. I was in class at Bucknell university. I wow. figured, Hey, I had to, um, utilize my GI bill and, and, you know, free, free tuition, you know, being that I was a little bit older now and I had a little bit more mm-hmm. perspective and I, I, th- I thought, Hey, maybe I should give college another try. Maybe, you know, get, getting a free degree is, is definitely worth it. And I, I at least, you know, went back and started, uh, attending classes there, uh, working towards a business administration or business management major Mm -hmm. and um just it was just a well-rounded degree in my opinion and and i didn't really know what i wanted to do with it i still had no no idea what i wanted to do but um i was also working part-time at a titanium um manufacturer called vargo titanium um and they make alcohol stoves um tent steaks uh, campware, you know, pots, pans, all that kind of stuff. Um, and it was basically my, you know, foot in the door for like this whole life. Uh, he, the owner, Brian Vargo, the one year May of 2012 was like, Hey, I need, I need you to come on down to trail days on the Appalachian trail to set up a vendor booth with me. And we sell gear at this, you know, hiker festival. And I was like, okay, that sounds awesome. Let's do do that. Anything about hiking at this point? I mean, beyond doing a couple of overnighters here and there when I was growing up, you know, Uh being in the boy scouts a little bit, I had never been never to that magnitude, not even close. Did you know what a through hiker was? Nope. Okay. (laughs) No idea. Uh And I got there and our vendor booth was directly on the Appalachian trail in Damascus, Virginia. And it was just like, you know, I started interacting with these through hikers and it started clicking that these guys were actually walking from Georgia to Maine. And I was like, that is awesome. Like, how cool is that? Do, like, you, do have, you remember one of the characters that you met? Does anybody stick out in your mind? I don't, I, I have a picture of the dude in my head, but I can't, I don't remember his name. And, and I, you know, I just remember being like, you know, this guy smells like crap, but, uh, <laughs> but I still envied him, you know? He looked, he looked like he had been living in dirt, you know? And, uh, there was something about that that was awesome. Everything he needed was on his back, uh, completely self-sufficient and what a simple and amazing way to live yet, you know, challenging. And, uh, I don't know, there's, there's something really, to me, it just spoke to me right away. And that dry, that Sunday after a weekend being there, that Sunday drive back to Pennsylvania, I called my dad up, um, and I was like, dad. I think I'm going to withdraw from Bucknell and get ready for the Appalachian Trail in 2013, which was less than 12 months away. I mean, yeah. we're talking March of 2013, and you know, I was on the trail. It sounds like you make decisions very quickly. At least, uh, I mean, you you said you enrolled sure. in Bucknell yeah. what, nine days after. Oh, I, I, I had been setting that up, you know, kind okay. of in the, fall, in the fall before. But yeah, yeah, abs- I mean, yeah. You transitioned I, very quickly. Do you think that contributes to your success on the trail? I think it does. I just had a conversation the other day with somebody about this. They were just like, they were just like, Hey, doesn't, doesn't through hiking kind of break your heart? You know, like when you're done, you like it, you're, you're, you're the, the journey is over. 
And I'm like, well, first of all, the journey's never over for me. Like I've, I have figured a way to do this kind of nonstop with short little lulls in between these adventures. Um, but I was like, no, I, I was like, I'm, I think I was like, I was given, I was innately given this gift of transitioning well and adapting well and just moving on to the next thing, kind of living that linear experience where I don't look back too much, you know, I just kind of keep going. Any strategies know. on how to do that? No, it just no. happens. Let's do it. <laughs> I, I don't think you can be, I, there might be strategies that somebody else has figured out that they could, you know, give you a couple of bullet points on it, but it just happened so naturally for me that I don't even think about it. Uh-huh. You know? What doesn't happen naturally for you? It's um, a good question. I mean, I don't know. Man, there's pains that come along with hiking that, that overcoming those pains, it, wh- while I can do it, it doesn't, it doesn't feel good while it's happening. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like physical pains, like feet okay. pain, knee pain. Um, you know, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's, you, that's that's all like mental, you know, and and I I think that a lot that I've gone through in the Marine Corps has really helped, mm. given me the the tools to 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 battle and overcome you know challenging things like pain mm-hmm. um, and just sucking it up. You know, we just call it sucking it up, and for lack of a better word, you know, like don't be a pussy. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's like that's how you get through the Marine Corps infantry. That's how you get through the, the worst conditions that Iraq or a deployment is just sucking it up and not, cause there's nothing else you can do about it. There's no getting out of it. There's no calling in sick that day. You know, you just got to do it. And that that's, I think that has really helped kind of, you know, propel me to what some people would say is crazy or some people would say is foolish or stupid or <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, so some, yeah, I mean, a lot of people probably do say that. What, and you just said it's painful. What do you, what do you like about this life? Um, I like that it's, it's my own, that it's, for, I don't want to sound selfish or, or I, I but it's mine. It's I, you know, we all have our own life, and like to be able to dictate your own life unequivocally, you know, mm-hmm. to be able to just call the shots every day. That's what. What else would you hope for out of your life? Is to be able to call it your own. Mm-hmm. And of course, I you know I have you know weather can be a right, var- right. variable, but the, even then, like you know that that weather doesn't have to stop me. It, it's just a decision that I make based on that, you know. I can, you know, the day that I hiked over Musalak, or it's pronounced Musalaki, I, you know, Mount Musalak, which is the last mountain in uh, the White Mountains before I, uh, you know, successfully got through those. Um, the the I was going to hike out uh, the one day, and then I looked at the weather, and it said, you know, like 50 to 60 mile per hour winds, negative 44 at the summit. And, and then it showed the next day being clear and like only negative 24 with like 30 to 40 mile power <laughs> winds. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to obviously, you know, be smart here. And, and I've come through the entire white mountains uh, with this one last obstacle. I'm going to wait a day. Mm-hmm. And then, and then when, what the morning came, the next morning came and the conditions had, sh- had not changed at all. Huh. 
they had, in fact, they might have been even worse when I got to the top there. It was at, it was at least negative forty. I, you know, and at least fifty mile power winds. And I, for the first time on the whole hike, I actually had to pull pull, pull the goggles on and full on mask, everything, no skin exposed. Like I could, it it was difficult to walk up there just because of the wind. And I could have turned around because of the weather. I could have said no, but. Um, you know, I made the decision to push forward. <laughs> so just because, you know, there is a variable, it doesn't necessarily always mean that I have to adhere to, I don't know, the variables that lie before me. You're listening to Mountain Meister. That's our guest, Tom Gathman, who's currently on a northbound through hike of the Pacific Crest Trail. When we originally recorded this interview, he was in the middle of a winter through hike down the Appalachian Trail. Stay tuned for more on that. Mountain Meister is supported by the American Alpine Club. There's a ton of membership benefits, but one of the most meaningful is $10,000 of rescue coverage that you'll receive should an accident happen. At less than $100 a year to become a member, it's worth it. Become a member today at AmericanAlpineClub.org. Use the code MEISTER at checkout for a special AAC gift. Where, where are you right now as we speak? I uh, made it to uh, Sherburn Pass. Uh, for those people that are listening that uh, have hiked the AT before or know the area, that would be the inn at Long Trail, uh, just just right there at the base of Killington, basically. Uh, well, technically Pico's Peak, but I'm in Rutland right now after mm-hmm. getting a ride down into town to resupply and <laughs> drink a Guinness. Great. Yeah, and that, that Guinness goes along. I, I saw a picture of a 16 ounce Snickers bar. Yeah, I ate that. I ate the whole thing pretty much in like 24. Well, a little over 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's technically. I have it here. I think it's technically. It might be like nine or 12 servings. I forget. Yeah, so I looked it up. 2,200 calories. Oh yeah, that's nothing. Yeah, right. How <laughs> did? It, did it taste as good at the end as it did at the beginning? I loved every bite of it. Okay. Every single one. <laughs> what has been your best meal so far? That's tough. I've gotten a lot of awesome trail magic on this hike, man. Um, the I had that 38-ounce burger that, that defeated me about <laughs> eight ounces shy of victory. Um, now, I won't say that was the best meal because that hurt. Uh, <laughs> but but um, I, I can't pick a favorite i just i've been taken care of so well on this like i'm essentially the only game in town for any trail angel wow, you know good point yeah you know so they they have reached out and, and and it's tough to it's tough to say no to somebody who wants to feed you when all it, i don't really get a chance to eat too much during the day when i'm hiking because it's typically so cold that i just don't stop walking uh-huh. because whoops I, I barely snack during the day. It's it's not even it's not even a good situation. It kind of sucks. I would rather eat my face off, but um, you know. Uh, so when somebody says, "Hey, I'd love to feed you," when you get to such and such rock road crossing, I'm all about it. <laughs> aren't, aren't you sick of being cold? No, 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 I have not. There hasn't been a single moment on this hike where I've felt fed up with anything. Really? Um, not not one minute. I, I, it's sometimes that, that feeling that maybe some people would be like fed up with of feeling cold. It's, it's almost, it's exhilarating and it like, it's, it almost fills my energy tank to just 
when I overcome that, you know? Mm, yeah, right. Like when I came down off of Musalak and, and I came out of the clouds and down into the valley, the sun popped out and it was just like, I was so elated that I had a just come through Maine and New Hampshire's white mountains and I'd done it, you know, as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> the rest of the hike is a cakewalk, you know, <laughs> I'm, I mean, it was, it was like single, single digits and teens walking out of there and it felt warm, yeah. you know? Uh, so no, I'm not sick of the cold. I, the cold doesn't feel cold anymore. It just feels like a normal day. Right. A remarkable ability to adapt. There you That's go. Interesting. So on that note though, uh, I've heard, I think you said before that you like, it's a little bit more of a simpler life. Is that an okay way to put it? Sure. It has its own complexities, of course, but yeah, in all in all, it's fairly simple. So I wonder if, because you have this remarkable ability to adapt, or all humans do, if things that used to be or, or are simple start to become complex. So something, say, for example, staying dry, warm, um, getting enough calories – those things eventually become more complex sure. and we almost have this, you're back to where you started. So, I mean, those are definitely obstacles and I mean, staying dry is, for me, it's actually impossible. Hmm. I, I can't. <laughs> um, I, I, one of the biggest, one of my biggest fears prior to doing this hike and, and let me just give people a little perspective. Hmm. I have never done any extensive winter back i've never done any winter backpacking ever before i started this hike and i didn't even make the decision to do this hike until 13 days before i started and it wasn't even it wasn't even a blip on my radar i had no intention of doing it i was just sitting in pennsylvania you know right the week before thanksgiving like at my folks visiting and i was like what am i gonna do this winter mm. and then i was talking to a buddy and I was like, what if I winter through hike the Appalachian Trail? And he's like, dude, you're nuts. And I was like, dude, seriously, though, what if I did? And within a couple, you know, within like minutes or something like that, I, I just, I, it, the wheels started turning and I knew I was going to do it. But so anyways, so one of my biggest fears prior to doing, prior to even deciding to do the, the AT in the winter was be i'm a sweater i just sweat no matter what i sweat and it's always right, winter right. hiking has been a fear of mine you know I, mm. I look at people like eric larson and other you know you know the guy pepper and trauma who mm. threw like the pct and i just i wonder like were they bat would they do they battle the same kinds of problems that i thought i would have to battle in order to do any kind of extensive winter backpacking do they do they constantly overheat and sweat? Do they have to set, do they just suck it up and deal with it? Or are, do they not sweat? Like, I don't know. Am I a freak of nature? I have no idea. So, so that was my fear. And then when I decided to hike the AT, I just was like, you know what? I'm just going to suck it up. I'm going to figure it out. Like there's where there's a will, there's a way, you know? And, and some people might look at that and be like, well, where there's a will, there might, and there might be a way, but that way might lead to death. Mm. <laughs> so, um, I, I, so I just managed to, that's why I don't, that's why I don't stop during the day. That's why I keep hiking. Cause if I'm constantly in motion generating body heat, whether I'm sweaty or, I mean, I'm soaked in sweat by the end of the day, Yeah. but there's no stopping and taking layers off. 
you know there really isn't yeah not when you're getting 30 plus mile per hour winds and snow or rain or whatever the case may be it's just it doesn't seem feasible to me yeah well it'll get easier as you go further south yeah that's true Mm -hmm. looking forward to that Mm -hmm. (laughs) looking forward to wearing shorts at some point maybe and you also you missed this most of the big snowstorm i couldn't be more happy about it yeah (laughs) Holy moly. When I saw that it, what was coming up, I, first of all, I, I would still have, I would have probably waited the storm out in town somewhere. Uh-huh. And then as soon as it was gone, I would have just thrown the snowshoes on and just kept going, mm-hmm. you know, but obviously that makes it that much slower. And, you know, and the fact that it didn't hit is just remark. I just feel like I've been getting lucky. This has been a really mild winter by right. most, by most standards up here. Last year in Maine, they had like four feet of snow on the ground when I started the trail. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So just to give you a little bit of perspective on, even though it's been a mild winter on how slow it's taken me or how long it's taken me to mm-hmm. get down to Rutland, I think I'm at mile like 488 right now. And when I hiked the, P- when I hiked the PCT, this past year, it took me 16 hiking days to hike 517 miles on that trail, to hike the first uh-huh. 517 miles. Right. And it's take this Friday, when I get to Manchester, Vermont, it will be 530-ish miles in exactly eight weeks. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so Man. that's like a Three, quarter four, as yeah, slow. Yeah, four times, yeah. Yeah. Wow. So that's, and I, and don't get me wrong, I'm not like, I'm not trying to set any speed records out here, but, mm-hmm. but I, uh, and I've taken my days off here and there. Yeah. Um, of course. So I guess we should, uh, clarify because everybody has different definitions of what they think of a through hike is. In, t- in my opinion, um, uh, a through hike is <laughs> whatever you want it to be. Mm-hmm. You know, they're re- it's so cliche and I, and I loathe saying it sometimes, but really it is hike your own hike. Um, so if, if, if that means that you missed a mile or two here and there, like I, who am I to judge that? But, but for me, you know, my, my, what I would consider a through hike to be is just keeping your footsteps connected. What do you Does mean? that make No. What do you mean by that? So if you get off the trail to go into town, you go back on the trail at that same point and mm-hmm. keep going. Or like say, for example, on the continental divide trail, there is an official route that almost nobody actually hikes that entire official route. There's Hmm. all kinds of alternates all over the place. And just as long as your footsteps stay connected in a line, you know, that you start off where you left off each time you go in and out of town or whatever, that, that to me, a a continuous, you know, Mm -hmm. footsteps. That's kind of where my mentality is in terms of a through hike. Absolutely. Good. Mm-hmm. Um, we we get a gear recommendation from everybody that comes on the show. If I remember to ask for it, sure. You've, you've been using a plethora of gear. Um, how, how about one in particular that you're just incredibly passionate about, or maybe one that helps the most with your sweating problem? Sure. I'll. I'll uh, so I'm not actually using uh, winter hiking boots or anything. You know, no insulation. They're lit- they're just a pair of leather. Full grain leather boots uh, that I apply um, every every couple of times or so, uh, or so. I apply a what's called snow seal um, mm. that 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 keeps the the leather conditioned and waterproof. But um, so with the amount of sweating that I do, it 
if I were to just wear, you know, a pair of socks in those boots, I would sweat profusely through those socks. And then the inside Gore-Tex layer of those boots would just wet out. Hmm, And when you're dealing with sub-zero temperatures, and I even had this happen, I I wear a thin liner sock and then I wear a neoprene sock over that and then I wear a wool sock over that. Wow. So the neoprene sock acts as what uh, is referred to as a VBL, a vapor barrier layer. Mm-hmm. And the vapor barrier layer keeps my sweat trapped on the inside of that inner liner sock so that my sweat doesn't get to that wool sock and it doesn't get to the um, the Gore-Tex so that the boots don't freeze on my foot or don't fr- – like – so overnight when my boots are off my foot – um, the moisture that would be trapped in there um, that the neoprene sock right. defends against, the boots don't freeze overnight and they don't, they're not like ice blocks on my feet. I have never once on this hike had n- numb, you know, sustained periods of numb toes that I would was concerned with frostbite or anything uh-huh. like that. So those neoprene socks have really, really helped to, uh, um, Keep my toes attached to my body. Two questions. Sure. Are your feet pruned? Totally. Okay. Completely. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're just sitting in the sweat. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. And and <laughs> how much bigger is the size of your boot compared to the actual size of your foot? It's a full size, larger. Full size. Okay. Yeah. Very yeah. great. What's the brand of these neoprene socks? Uh, <laughs> being that I. Oh, that's awesome that you don't know. I love that. That makes it no. That makes it that much more authentic. I'm serious. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I actually didn't even buy. I bought them on Amazon Prime and had them two days shipped. Literally two days before <laughs> I started the hike, I had been talking to Trauma um, prior to about like you know gear and this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, we only met briefly, but at outdoor retailer over the summer, and he, he and another hiker named Swami, who runs the blog The Hiking Life, they they the two of them combined were really instrumental in helping me throw together my gear list like, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. super fast. Uh, and they gave me a lot of great tips for winter hiking because I had no clue what I was getting myself into when I without their help. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Neoprene socks. On yeah, man. The real hiking Vikings. Meister profile <laughs> yeah. Of yeah, man. Cool. <laughs> Uh, finally, we have one more question. It's uh, who would you like to hear next on the show? Um, hmm. Um, I uh, gosh. I mean, I actually been listening to your podcast while hiking. Oh, um, excellent! Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Well, so I did, I uh, I, was- I didn't know. I didn't know, but I don't listen to podcasts. I, I, I just kind of, if I have service, I like listen to Pandora, uh-huh. you know, but other than that, like I just, nothing. I just listen to nothing. I just walk and yeah. my, my thoughts go aimlessly and that's where I get my best thinking done. But I was listening to your podcast and, and, um, I listen to various ones, but I, I don't know if you actually ever did have jimmy chin on did you no i have not yeah. so i know that i know that renan and conrad yeah. were were like hey you know you got to get jimmy on but just a little ba- little background uh on on their meru expedition and the three of them i this is actually hilarious um i the week before i was gonna start this hike uh my hometown of lewisburg was has this really awesome old art deco uh vintage theater um, and they were showing Meru and I hadn't seen it. 
and I went up and watched it and it was like mind blowing. You know, what they did was absolutely mind blowing and incredible. And I, I was watching it unfold with the perspective of, I was just about to go on this crazy, what some people were saying I was nuts to do and go on this winter through hike. And I'm like getting really, really inspired and really, really energetic about and excited. And I walk home to my, my parents' house and I walk in the door and I'm like, my mom and dad are sitting there in the living room and I'm like, I just spill the whole story of May Rue to them and tell them how like, you know, inspired, inspiring it was. And my dad, unbeknownst to me, had been researching like winter in the whites while I was watching this movie uptown. And as soon, no sooner did I finish my little spiel. He's like, yeah, about that. Um, I don't think this hike is such a good idea. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, you know, 70 people or whatever the number is, 70 people have died on Mount Washington. And I was like, dad, what? I was like, no, I was like, man, what are you talking about? Like, this is happening, you know? And it was just funny because that, you know, the three of them, it just was interesting timing, all of it. And I I would, I I would love to, to hear, you know, Jimmy's perspective on, uh, on, on your show. That'd be, that would be great. (laughs) Well, it sounds Uh, like your family keeps you honest. Yeah. Yeah. I got a big family. I'm an uncle to nine. I got two sisters and a brother and, um, we're all pretty close. I'm the, I'm the youngest, I'm the baby, you know, Mm -hmm. thankfully I don't have to produce any offspring for my parents to. No pressure there. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah, man. For the listeners, keep an ear out for Jimmy Chin on a future episode of Mountain Meister. We'll get him one day. Uh, You can follow Tom at The Real Hiking Viking on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Thanks so much for joining us today. I wish you the best of luck. Yeah, man. I appreciate it. And I actually just learned the other day um, there's a. There's actually an article coming out uh, maybe in a week or so in Outside Magazine Online, and the writer did some background research on whether or not anyone has actually, you know, done a, you know, a full southbound winter through hike. Really? Well, the, so Trauma did it back in, like, I think, don't quote me on the year, but I think 2005, he started in early November. Mm-hmm. Um, but the ATC, the Appalachian mm-hmm. Trail Conservancy, has no, nothing on record for anyone starting in December from from Maine and going all the way, making it the whole way. Wow. Yeah. Well, potentially a record breaker. I mean, I don't, like, it's just, it was interesting to hear that. I was like, wow, that's cool. I mean, maybe somebody else has done it, but the ATC doesn't have any record of it. And that's that was just kind of eye-opening. I was like, wow, that's cool, you know? I'm not, like, harping on it, or that wasn't the intent when I started. I'm just out here trying to challenge myself, but it was... You know, that was cool to, cool to hear. You know. It's a nice surprise, I <laughs> yeah, feel like, right? Totally, man. Well, thank you so much, Tom. Appreciate it. Yeah, dude. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it, Ben. You have a good one, all right, man? You can follow along at The Real Hiking Viking on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and even Snapchat. To hear whether or not Tom has any plans to cut off his beard, subscribe to our Play Director package. That's at mtnmeister.com slash support. Don't forget, Mountain Meister is supported by Big Agnes, who works hard for you to sleep better in the backcountry. 20% off of anything you want, even their brand new lines of product. That's at bigagnes.com. Use the code MEISTER at checkout. We are also supported by your purchases of the Mountain Meister t-shirt. This isn't your run-of-the-mill t-shirt. 
It's specifically designed to be that T-shirt that when you go into your drawer, your hand for some reason picks it. It's your go-to. Buy one today at mountainmeister.com. As usual, I hope you enjoy doing the rest of whatever you do while you listen to the podcast that explores the minds of those who explore. I'm your host, Ben Shank. You've been listening to Mountain Meister. Mountain Meister.